You can confirm or deny this. We have <laughs> the queen of Iron Fist trivia. It's Rebecca. Woo! Definitely have a spleen. Hello. <laughs> and it's the queen of cool. It's Josie. Hello. I believe I have a spleen. I should have said you're the queen. I should have said you're the queen of yeet uh, instead oh. of the queen of. Yeah. You can be the queen of yeet. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. We also have Will back from the Big Gay Boat Ride. Uh, yes. Will, how how was it? We have to know. <laughs> it was it was okay. I think by that time of the day, I was just it had been a long weekend. I was at the end of my energy, but yeah, it was good. We had food and drinks. We went down the Willamette River here in Portland for a while, then turned around, nice. and there was a drag show. There are two people that had been on. RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, oh. They're part of the drag show. Was one Bianca Del Rio? Because if so, I'd be very jealous. No, they weren't um, like the more well-known ones. Um, I got my picture taken with them, which I haven't posted yet, but I need to do that. Yes. So yeah, yeah it was fun. Nice. Then there was an after party off the boat, but I didn't go to the after party because I was exhausted. Aww. But the drag queens kept making will puns, like, will you marry me? Or... <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, or something like that. Oh, yeah. and when yeah. you said last week you were going on the big gay boat ride, I was like, "Wow, Disney World's getting really progressive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they actually put um, rainbow flags on the boat. That's so cool to make it gayer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I've I've uh, done my in my bullet journal because I'm a bullet journal nerd. My spread for July I made today, and it's like the most rainbow gayest thing you've ever seen. It's great, and I love it. Because it's, it's like July is our, I mean, June is obviously Pride Month, but our London Pride is next month, so I'm very excited. Okay. Yeah, we've got it in like two weeks. So. Yes. Yay. Love it yeah, are you going? Let's go. Um, well, here's the thing. I'm getting a tattoo on the 4th, and I'm in London for the theatre on the 5th, so I'm not sure if I'm motivated to come back down again on the sixth. But but but, but I the know. gays <laughs> I know. Also I'm not great with crowds, but um I hear it was a lot of fun last year. Um so I might go. Anyway, that was that was um, Pride Party cast uh, for yeah. this week. <laughs> um they are assisting until October, so that's time is a weird month. Well it's I, probably scorching there right now. Yeah true. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's nicer weather, but it's also like, um, what is it? LGBT History Month. Yeah, it's LGBT History Month Mm -hmm. and uh, also Coming Out Day. Yeah, right. Oh, so that makes sense. That makes sense. 
You could combine, like, Pride with Halloween and do the two best holidays in one. That'd be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, it really is, like, October is the time to have your, like, fun things to dress up in. Seriously. Seriously. They're like, oh, Halloween, gay Christmas. Oh, awesome. Uh, right, would you guys like a quick uh, couple of bits of news this week? Yeah. I was a bit lazy, so I only looked to, I only found two bits. Um, one is that the sound mixer for Thor Ragnarok, this is very random, has said that the Shang-Chi movie is going to film in Australia next year. Hooray. Hooray. I was kind of hoping it would start filming sooner. And, uh, oh, is there? Oh, go for rumour casting, so I haven't seen um, that. I know one of the people they say might be in line for it is Ludi Lin. Oh, okay, was cool. in the Black Mirror episode. Yeah. That, was that, that would be cool. Um, yeah, it would be cool. But it's kind of speculation. I think he was in the, the the Black Mirror episode with Mantis and Falcon in. Yes, he was in the MCU. <laughs> the MCU Black DC. Mirror. Yeah. In the, the superhero Black Mirror episode. Because, Seriously? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, okay, awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of curious what they do with that. Um, another bit of casting rumour, it's not confirmed, but it's kind of believed to be pretty spot on, is uh, the Black Widow movie. Uh, one of the uh, actresses casting it is Florence Pugh, who's going to be in the upcoming film Midsummer by Ariasta that's coming out, I think, in a couple of weeks. And it's rumoured that she's playing Yelena Belov- Belova? Belovna? Um, Belo- Belova. Um, who is the the second uh, person to have the Black Widow sort of mantle after Natasha Romanoff? Uh, so that would be cool. Um, She's very good. She was in that um, wrestling film that I saw earlier this year. Oh, I, haven't, um, I don't think I've seen her in anything. But um, yeah, I just I think I I just it was it's a film that Stephen Merchant did. Oh, okay. And The Rock produced it. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> it's about some it's about some real female wrestler. And she played the part, so she's definitely done a lot of fight training already. Nice. Um, so, I'd be I'd, it'd be cool if we have like Yelena in it because I remember when uh, they did. I think it was was it Agent Carter season. I think it was season one. You had the character of Dottie, and she was yeah. like another Black Widow, and people were like said you know thought that maybe she was going to be Yelena, yeah. and she was just going by the name of Dottie. But I guess not. I guess they're going. Um, you know, with with uh, with her in this now, and there's also been rumours that um, uh, David Harbour's playing Ben Grimm from Fantastic Four, so that's pretty cool. If oh, that's that gonna, is cool. Yeah, I think he'd be really good casting for that, and if so, then that means they are definitely sort of setting it up for Fantastic Four, um, you know, becoming a thing. So fingers crossed. And Ray Winston just got cast in it. Oh, Ray Winston, yeah, uh, yeah, I have no As idea. God who's. knows what. Uh, probably someone who double crosses people because I feel like he always double crosses people. Probably some sort of gangster. Yeah. (laughs) What if he was like playing someone, I don't know, like Professor X? Someone we really wouldn't guess. (laughs) He's in his wardrobe. He's like, oi! Oi! (laughs) That'd be amazing. He's playing Captain Britain. Oh, I'd love him as Captain Britain. No. Oh dear. It'd be very funny then. So this week anyway, we are covering two episodes. We are covering episode two of season three called You're Welcome. Uh, written by Hilly Hicks Jr. and directed guys by Kristen Ritter. Woo! Yeah, nice. Yay. Uh, which is the description we have when I get to it is 
is tensions run high between Jessica and Trish as Trish hones her new cat-like skills and scales the city for a chance to be a hero. And we have episode three, which is aka I Have No Spleen. I shall be <laughs> explaining all about that episode, guys. Mm. Um, that is written by Lisa Randolph, directed by Anton Cropper. Itching to get back on the streets and find her attacker, Jessica defies her doctor's advice. Jerry reconnects with her college flame kith. Oh, yes, she does. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I was saying last week, oh, that scene where, where she was doing the dance in season two was really hot. And then the show was like, Claire, hold my drink. <laughs> 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 um, so I thought, because the first episode is so Trish heavy, we would start with Trish instead of Jessica. Is that all right? All right. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, cool. uh, because at least says you're welcome and not you're welcome. Is what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> at least says you're welcome and not you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and as I said last week, whenever I hear you're welcome, all I can think of is is Moana, because yeah, my nephew just, so it just like goes around. Nephew, yeah. yeah, he just goes around all the time, just going you're welcome and have you, <laughs> which is the end of that <laughs> song. He's obsessed with Maui. Um, okay. So we start the episode with a little replay of Trish in season two catching the phone with her shoe in the elevator. And we have, instead of Jessica voiceover, we have Trish voiceover for the first time. Yeah. What do you guys... All the Trish in this episode. Oh, oh, Tammy, tell us your feelings. Tell us your thoughts. Were you not happy about this? Just a lot of Trish, that's all. A lot of Trish. It's not, you know, I'm not necessarily watching the Trish show. So it was just a lot for me <laughs> you're like oh. the show's called jessica jones it's not called trish walker yeah just like <laughs> when they did the karen page episode hey, you know? exactly. <laughs> that's what i was thinking and i was like oh god I'm just, this is gonna be a trish episode but yeah yeah, yeah unfortunately find out later if i liked it or not i guess mm. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. What did you guys think of this little like uh, montage of her jumping and balancing and stuff? Because at first I was like, that doesn't look super bad. It looks like anyone could do anyone could do monkey bars as long as you're relatively fit. But then she was doing some sort of more crazy stuff later. Yeah, I, it does start off as just like she's at least honing the skills she has already mm-hmm. had because she was already doing um, fairly intensive fighting in yeah, Krav Maga the first and season. Yeah, Krav Maga. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was kind of interesting because instead of like. The usual, oh, what's my powers kind of little montage. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, let's, how far can I push the human body? And then you see her go slightly over. So you, you kind of know she's not that powerful. Yeah. I like that it's not that she's super powerful. She's, it's, like you said, it's just that slight bit more than, than like maybe a regular human. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Um, I do like how excited she is when she manages to backflip off the wall. It was yeah. pretty exciting. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be excited too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like that they, they shoot her. She's obviously really excited. And then the camera holds just that little bit longer. And then you see her, her kind of reaction that she realizes that she's kind of done it, but she's alone. She has no one to celebrate it with, uh, which is kind of a recurring thing in this episode. I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. Um, so she does what anyone would do when they have superpowers is Google crimes in New York City mm-hmm. and sees uh, an article about Jessica shooting Alyssa last season 
And then, obviously, to make her feel better, she goes to meet her mum in the coffee shop. Oh. <laughs> Dorothy, oh. yeah. She's the best. She's the best and the worst. She's a star. Yeah. Yes. She's the best at being the worst. Yeah. Now, now Josie, oh. would would you prefer that Tammy was more like Dorothy? <laughs> I don't even know who Dorothy is. Trisha's mom. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Over the top. Yeah. yeah just, she's she's terrible. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she's awful. Uh, and the, oh, Dorothy... I you like Dorothy as well, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy is, like, praising Jessica for shooting Alyssa. And you yeah. can see Trish is like, no, <laughs> it was me. Um... <laughs> And she's encouraging Trish to be on a celebrity dance show or a new ad campaign for a new fashion line. I was like, she's going to go on Celebrity Come Dancing or whatever it is. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I, be I watched that episode, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and uh, straight after that, she leaves and listens to the police scanner app. Uh, I noted for Tammy's benefit that there were cats released from Sally's pets. That was not me. And there's also a woman trapped in the bathroom by a rat. Yeah, the, the animals are going crazy in New York City. Yeah, really. We're getting the pet Avengers, Rebecca. As, as, as we should be. Uh, the, uh, the tape of the couple that were trapped in the bathroom by their cat. No, why was that, was that here doing? In Portland. I th- yeah, that was here in Portland like a few years ago. They like called 911 because their cat had like trapped them in their bathroom and they were <laughs> afraid it was going to attack them. What? It's pretty funny. Uh, should Jessica, Google that. Uh, Josie is nodding that she also has heard of that. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Tammy, Tammy would totally believe that a cat would trap you in the bathroom. Uh, you, yeah, a cat, could, uh, cat would trap me in the bathroom, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is when she hears about a robbery in progress, but she gets beaten by the police. Uh, and then she sees Jessica across the street and calls her, but Jessica doesn't answer. Now, did you guys feel bad for Trish in this episode? Yeah, especially no, right did. then when she sees her friend just decide not to answer the phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite harsh. That's, a, that's what I felt bad for her, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of harsh. I, feel, I did feel bad for her a bit in this episode. Um, so... This is when she hears the phone mugging and she chases the beardy thief, as I wrote in my notes. Uh, her mid-air kick over the wall was pretty amazing. Mm. Yeah, that's fun. Down. Um, and the most fun thing, I think, is that both the thief and the uh, victim recognise her as Patsy. Yeah, and yeah. what? Yeah. No, I was just saying, I thought that was really funny, because of course they would. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just love I, I it. I just thought... Once they recognized her, though, immediately I was like, well, she's going to get sued for something because yeah, yeah, see absolutely. her as money. So. I just would and love you, you like, to if, get Jerry on, in there and Jerry and Malcolm in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I would love it if, like, I would not love it if you were being mugged, guys, but I would love it if, like, <laughs> you were being mugged and then someone came out and, like, kicked, kicked the mugger in the face and then you were like, Lindsay Lohan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be so funny. <laughs> Oh, it would be great. Um, yeah, so she decides from this that she needs to get a disguise, and we get a disguise montage, which is amazing. Yeah, priceless. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did we have? A creepy baby mask, which was horrifying. Really? Yeah, that was creepy. And that creepy robot mask that was horrible. 
And then, like, I wrote in my notes, a She-Hulk Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I thought it, I thought she also looked a bit like Hit Girl. Yeah, she did. Yeah, the purple mask. But, uh, yeah. yeah it Hit was Girl or Donatello. White, but, but you're right, it's, a bit, it's the She-Hulk colours. And then, yeah. and I think maybe it's when she put on the sort of Lucha Libre mask that I was like, oh, it's a bit like, where are we going now? Yeah, exactly. Why are you even considering these as options, Trish? Yeah, like... You, you're a fashionable woman. Like. Yeah. I like her, her really cheapy, cheap kind of Captain Marvel cosplay. Oh, that was so sweet. With the wig. <laughs> I but that was also hilarious. proving why you couldn't fight in tight leather pants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ben Affleck in Daredevil. <laughs> With your leather outfit. <laughs> and then we finally get her wearing the Hellcat costume, which was amazing. Yeah, I mean. That was a nice callback to when uh, she was going to give Jessica the the jewel costume, and Jessica was like, "Hell no!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, so then she and we criticised her her choice of disguises last week, and Will obviously you weren't here, but um, yeah, her disguises they're not that great because then she goes to her car and thinks, "Oh, a bandana and a scarf and these these fashionable shades that'll do." Yeah. I do like I, that she I, kind I of has cat size shades. Her. True. That's all that matters. So. But there'll be like a very well well dressed woman, a very fashionable woman, uh, beat me up or something. Yeah. But I like that she's at least got the cat's eye sunglasses to kind of mimic yeah. her her mask. That was pretty cool. Um, so straight after that, she's in the gym working out. She gets served because Tammy was right. Of course, she's gonna get sued for something. Yeah. That is like my favorite trope, though. Like on TV, when anyone gets served. <laughs> like papers from lawyers they're always doing something random and then someone kind of befriends them for a split second yeah. <laughs> and then it's like oh you've been served it's like what does this happen in real life i feel like people just go and say are you so-and-so here's the papers or you yeah know, they go to their exactly. house and wait for them i don't think that they're trying to find them in a gym and then <laughs> saying oh hi how are you blah 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 are you so-and-so no really what is your name are you so-and-so <laughs> Are you saying I mean, so like, today? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, did this this woman who's serving her, did she have to buy a gym membership? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she got a day pass. Just to... Yeah. Because yeah. you leave straight after, and it's like, well, okay. Like, why did you even, why did you get changed into your gym clothes? <laughs> why did you just walk in there? finish your workout. <laughs> it's so that weird. Would great if she served her and then finished her workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so strange. Can you spot me? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so then Trish goes to Hogarth to get um, legal advice, obviously because she knows Hogarth through Jessica, and uh, they talk a little bit about Jessica, and then Hogarth calls in her crack investigator. Q-tip. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and he's back. And, of course, him and Trish have a bit of a look at each other because... Last time I think they saw each other, she knocked him out and thrown him in a car trunk. I think mm. I think that was the last time they saw each other. Um, so they have a little chat. Malcolm wants it to all be business, and she tells Malcolm that she's the one who killed Alyssa. Um, and then after Malcolm leaves, she manages to trip a guy down the stairs. <laughs> like she could have killed him and steal his police reports. <laughs> I was like, this poor guy. Like he's just trying to do his job. I like, too, though, that when Trish tells Malcolm that uh, she killed Jessica's mom, 
she, she does it in a way where she thinks that Malcolm is going to be on her side. Yeah. And be like, oh, that's that was that's great because, you know, her mom is really crazy or whatever. And instead, Malcolm's just like, that's terrible. You killed your best friend's mom. Yeah. Like, that was her only connection. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just, I like that Trish is still in this episode just not getting where she thinks she should be. Yeah. Or where she thinks she deserves to be. Like, we- the accolade she thinks she deserves yeah, she does. She, I think she does. I, I think she thought when she saw Malcolm that they were going to kind of reconnect, and I think yeah. she's a little bit shocked that Malcolm's just like, oh, "No, that's terrible," or "What the hell yeah. are you doing?" Uh, speaking of terrible, in the next scene, Dorothy arrives at Trisha's new apartment, and Trisha's wearing a weird <laughs> plaid turtleneck. Tammy, you do a fashion no. podcast. What's this turtleneck all about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like turtlenecks. It's wrong. It's it's weird. It's plaid. I thought she was kind of wearing like some kind of like textured fabric and then I was like, oh, it's just a turtleneck. It's really horrible. I mean, is it better or worse than any of the sweaters she sells on that network? I don't know. <laughs> but you can wear those with skinnies, Tammy. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. So stupid. I hate uh, that term. <laughs> props to her, though, for getting Dorothy to scrub the oven. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I was quite surprised at that. Uh, so this is when she follows the guy from the police photo, uh, Reed, and sees him with Birdie, <laughs> Reed and Birdie, yeah. and uh, it sees him drug her drink, tries to call Jessica, but there's no answer, and then the man starts to assault Birdie until Trish kicks him in the groin in the face. And this is Trish's kind of first win as a superhero, I guess, and we get the first mention as she's sitting in the car watching the police of where she says you're welcome yeah yeah um, and, and it's interesting because like she tries to talk birdie into saying she's the one that beat up reed mm-hmm. yeah so she's at least learned very quickly it's like okay you can do all these things and you can say to yourself that they're thanking you but you really have to cover your tracks because you're not anything special and you're going to get sued by more people yeah absolutely Rebecca, what are you sending me? Something you should... I was the wrong person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. I haven't opened it, but I was like, oh, why is Rebecca sending me a thing about a cat playing golf? <laughs> it's about a cat playing golf. It's very important. Oh. <laughs> um, so, after this, Trish follows... Uh, who does she follow? Well, oh, Trish, like... Trish is kind of following Oscar sort of to Jessica's, um, mm-hmm. but she doesn't actually appear, and Oscar's returning Jessica's clothes, and Trish is listening, but when they start discussing Alyssa, Trish kind of runs off again. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the introduction of trainer Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the introduction and the exit of Trish. <laughs> <Adrian>. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a montage at the end of the episode of all the great moments with Trina <laughs> Remember when he got the blood on his shirt, guys? Oh, do you remember that moment when he left the next morning? Uh, so Trish is kind of hardcore working out with these chains. And then I don't even know how he got the blood on his shirt. I couldn't work that I out. Because he, did, he didn't have like a nose split. I was like, how, how did the blood get on his shirt? But I don't know. Uh, yeah, he knows. Who knows? And then... She commands him to take his shirt off, and they kind of angry, have angry sex, 
they're kind of fighting yeah. and all sorts. It's very strange. I mean, um, more, more from Trish than him. Yeah. I don't think he's fighting very much at all. She pounces <laughs> on him like a like a randy cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's got that cat DNA in her now or something. Uh, so, and then she's surprised to see him there the next morning, which I thought was quite nice, because you usually get it, uh, you get, like, uh, guys being the assholes in the morning, but it was quite nice to see her being like, no, go away, <laughs> I've got stuff to do. Uh, and this is when we see the Andrew Brandt story on TV, he hired thugs to attack his half-sister for a sculpture, uh, so we find out, obviously, more about that later. Then Malcolm appears at the door, he needs a check to pay off the thief for 50 grand, and uh, and now we see that Malcolm is not the most moral person. Mal- like, what is going on with Malcolm? Yeah. Like, Malcolm wanted to be a social worker back in the day and, like, help people. And now he's, like, threatening to, to like, tell kids that they're adopted and saying to, ki- like, kids, hey, do you know what a bastard is? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> the guy on Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's like, well, I watch Game of Thrones and Jon Snow's one. You're a Jon Snow. What? <laughs> no. I'm a boring character. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is kind of hardcore. And then when you've got like Malcolm, who is, is kind of just happy to do stuff like that. And he's turning around to Trish and going like, yeah, get your shit together. It's like, Jesus, Malcolm. Yeah, I don't know if he was happy about it, though. I think he just felt like that's what he's supposed to be because he does seem upset over it but he knew that he would follow that all the way through to the end which was yeah. crazy yeah but he it's not like he seems happy to be doing it yeah but i i'm kind of with you though last week like like tammy like stop like stop stop his oh, binging yeah. you know what i mean like he's chosen to do this he doesn't have to do it yeah um so yeah it's and just hopefully kinda... he will stop i don't know He's on a real, really strange path right now. Yeah, it's really weird what's happening with him at the moment. Uh, So then we go to Trish on Style by Trish, talking about her nice cardigans. Oh, God, those cardigans. (laughs) And we get the second you're welcome, which is to the guest who rings in and talks about being a divorcee. Yeah. Yeah. I... I, I have to say this because I don't want to use it as a quote, and I'm so sorry if it is someone's quote, but that scene is great because the her co-star mm-hmm. is so fantastic and so <laughs> excited about everything Trish says and all the sweaters, and she says, it's like her outfit got a promotion, and that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like... It's such a throwaway line, but it's so great, and it's it's like just of that whole like um, QVC, you know, home home shopping network uh, yeah. speak. Like that is definitely the way that they talk, and it it was just wonderful. <laughs> Can we use that on the uh, podcast in, when we're talking about fashion and future, Tammy? It's like her outfit got a promotion <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean. When should we? We should be using that for everything. I should go into work and tell people that when they wear a cool outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, use that phrase this week. We're like word of yeah. the day toilet paper, but we're yeah. phrase of the week. <laughs> uh, I also like Dorothy asked for Trish to have Skittles because she likes them. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely like, a Dorothy thing. That's so oh, yeah. yeah. Dorothy's the worst and the best, like you said. And then we see um, kind of the continuation of uh, the email 
kind of plot from last week where Trish is writing this email and it's a lot more honest and heartfelt um, and then she kind of deletes it and changes it to that much more blunt version that Jessica saw. So you were right, Tammy, last week when you were saying, you know, you never know, you don't know what she was writing, she was writing of the moment and, you know, didn't mean it and everything. Yeah, I just felt like she never actually intended to send any of those things. It, even watching it in this episode, like, I felt like it was a stream of consciousness, like, diary situation where she's yeah. just writing to get her feelings out. But she didn't actually intend to send it to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, she's probably, you know, yeah, Jessica wasn't yeah, meant to see it. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm like, I don't... I. I love Jessica, but I hate that she used that against Trish. I just yeah, I, it's not it's, fair for her to do that when no. it was never meant to be seen. Yeah, but you know that's kind of Jessica though. Uh, and then in the next scene is when Trish gets the idea to do the stakeout because she follows Brant. I put in disguise, mm. yeah. <laughs> in her disguise, uh, <laughs> to his place and looks for the statue and finds his safe. And I love that she wipes down the chair in the hotel room when she does her stakeout. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> I was like, I would totally do the same thing. Uh, this is when we've obviously caught up with last week's episode. She gets all the worried texts from Dorothy. And uh, and then she sees Brant leaving his apartment the next day wearing a shiny puffer jacket. I can't help it. I noticed the fashions. I was like, what are you wearing? Oh. <laughs> and watches him empty the safe and believes it's the sculpture. But obviously it's not... Um, because she finds out when she follows him, he's depositing a hell of a lot of cash. Yeah. Uh, and then straight from that, we go into the scene from last week where her and Jess are running around the apartment uh, and everything. And after that, we sort of fast forward to them arguing. Jessica leaves, and the next day at the studio, Trish is kind of looking a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. Although Dorothy's happy to see her because Trish missed two shows in a row. And it's like, yeah, Trish, you can't, like, you're not on the payroll for being a superhero or anything. Like, you can't miss your job, you know? Yeah. Matt Murdoch's got a day job. You've got to suck it up. You've got to make Jessica money. Jessica has a day job. Jessica's a day job. Danny yeah. has a day job, sort Danny of. Danny does have a day job. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to do it. <laughs> he, works tight. he works really hard. He has a title. He earns money. Just because his idea of a job is not what most people have to do as a job. It's just a different lifestyle. Oh, little doggy round. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. Um, I mean, Luke uh, doesn't have much of a day job. Yeah, I was trying to think, what's Luke's day job? Yeah, I mean, maybe by the end of the last season he does, but, like, before that, he just kind of, like, wanders around looking menacing. <laughs> he was sweeping hair at Pops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Frank has a day job. His day job is being a Killing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Trish starts crying to Dorothy because she realises that she's all alone. And I actually felt really bad for her because it's kind of her fault. But I felt bad for her because she has kind of, yeah, everyone's been pushed away. But in some ways she does the pushing. So. She does the pushing. I don't know. I felt I felt bad for her in this moment because she's just left. All she, the only person she's left with is her awful mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and then Trish gets a call from Malcolm about Jessica, who's in the hospital. 
Jessica asked for Trish. I think Trish is quite pleased about this and thinks they're going to reconnect. Um, but when Jessica wakes up to see Trish, uh, all Jessica wants is a name of Andrew Brand because she thinks it was him. And that's kind of that's kind of hurtful when yeah. Trish gives Jessica the full name and then Jessica just turns her head. And then Trish is like hurt and angry, leaves the hospital and we get that last kind of angry, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I, I, mean, I felt bad for her. She kind of left the stuff that she bought Jessica. She throws <laughs> it away. Take it to a food bank. I know. I mean, any, anything I felt bad for her like, is instantly gone because of that. <laughs> I was like, someone could have used that food, Trish. Uh, and that's pretty much the first episode. We don't really have any other characters yeah, in it. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, I think it's. I think the, what is interesting in in that first episode is you get the idea that whether whether one of the themes of this whole series potentially is going to be what makes someone a hero. Yeah, because we get a lot. Because of talk Trish about wants it. it so badly. Yeah. Jessica kind of doesn't want her, but if you know, like, does it begrudgingly at first? You know, leans into it a bit more, maybe mm-hmm. by the end of season one. Um, and in Defenders and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Malcolm has, as you said, ethical issues. So there's a lot of, like, where's, where, what's good, where's, where's good and bad in all this? And, you know, should the people who want to be heroes be the ones who are heroes, or should it be the ones who are slightly reluctant about it? Yeah, and it also ties in with what Alyssa, Alyssa like, spoke to Jessica about in the last season saying mm-hmm. about she's a hero and you know she can do all this stuff and Jessica never really believed her so I like that they're tying it back to that and even with with what Kilgrave kind of would say to Jessica as well in season one um uh, I like that but that seems to be where they're going in this this uh yeah. this season um so in the next episode so we'll uh, should we carry on with Trish I don't even think is there much Trish in the next episode uh I have a little a couple of lines for Trish, so I don't know. I don't think. It's oh, that much. there is because it's her and her and Jessica basically tracking down Brant and yeah, they and yeah. have to do a little bit more together, but yeah, not a huge amount. yeah, there's not a massive amount. You get, um, I'm just looking through my notes. You get um, Trish on TV selling her cozy rib knit sweaters and chamomile tea and giving pep talks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweater vest, but like a long sweater vest. Yeah, it's almost like dress length sweater vest it is terrible it's it's really horrific i was like i i don't know what this is um but they they're like selling record numbers of everything trish is selling yeah but there's also apparently a um dorothy says there's a petition online for trish to become president i was like what (laughs) i mean i know anyone would be (laughs) a good change at this point like get the current president out of the white house but I don't know if Trish. I don't know. Um, I almost think we could talk about some more of Trish's stuff when we talk about Jessica. Cause yeah, um, yeah. So much of it is together. Yeah, because a lot of her scenes are with her. So let's go. Let's switch to Jessica for a bit. So first thing we get in episode three is Jessica's point of view of the conversation with Trish at the end of that episode. After Trish leaves. We get the Jessica voiceover back and Jessica examines her injuries and she now has a medical bracelet saying, I have no spleen. And Is I that really... like a thing? Is that really a thing? Do people with no spleens have a bracelet they have to wear? I don't know. Uh, possibly, because I guess it might affect um, medical treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I, 
it was just but like, I know I'm supposed to wear one about my allergies and never do, but you know. <laughs> okay, so maybe they're given a bracelet to wear, but <laughs> yeah, okay. this is then right, their choice about when they wear. Do they? They made this bracelet quick. Do they have like a little jeweler on staff? Yeah, because <laughs> it's got her name on it. It's not like they just have a pile of I have no spleen bracelets. They just maybe stick one on her. It's got her name really on it. Really low key powered guy. <laughs> I make medical bracelets. 3D printing. <laughs> but with metal. Oh, that would be the best power ever. It would be very good. I made you this. Like, <laughs> and when she throws away the first bracelet, they have to go and get him to make another one. Yeah. Oh. Another yeah. Jessica with those bleeds. Okay. Oh. I, I do, I don't know. I do like it. It's... It's kind of. I don't know if they like give you a medical or, or, a bracelet or they advise you to get one. I would have thought that they kind of advise you to get one. They don't just whack one on you. Yeah. Because I thought this, particularly when you're in the hospital bed still, I would have thought this information would be on the chart more. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they fully advise you to get one. But yeah. um, what do we? What do us Brits know? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I just do. can't imagine this Over being... Over here, they'd tell us to get one ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't get it on the NHS. But no. then I also, saying about, you know, in the States, I just can't imagine them going, and here's your bracelet. Oh, by the way, we're going to charge you, like, however much it took to engrave. Yeah. You know? Anyway. And she's got a massive scar down her side, and she starts to cry, and I felt really bad for her. I felt bad for her. Yeah, yeah. I just I just wanted to give Jessica a hug in this episode. <laughs> Um, so she listens to <laughs> Dr. Spleen, <laughs> as I call oh, him, <laughs> this he guy, <laughs> he's obsessed with spleen puns, this is I where Vicky him. apparently lasts for like 20, she laughed for like 20 minutes at this scene, she said yeah. it's because she was feeling tired and emotional, and she just found this the funniest thing ever, <laughs> um, and he's got all the spleen puns. I won't say any now. Yeah. We'll do them later. Uh, and Jessica will need to adjust her lifestyle to compensate. She will need a home care team. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all the people in this episode, I was like, does the spleen do that much? I didn't think it did anything. I thought it was like your appendix, but I guess not. I, mean, I think this episode is teaching us all to, to value our spleens more, guys. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, there, there's a whole website called nospleens.com and they do they do advise you to get a medical bracelet if possible. So. Wow! <laughs> they love this website. episode. I was gonna say they must love the uh, this episode and and the sort of exposure it gives to people who have no spleens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then she tries to leave, but she immediately faints on the doctor on Doctor Spleen. Uh, and then she starts having the first of kind of flashbacks to the stabbing and someone's approaching her and she's in the bed and she accidentally throws Costa across the room. <laughs> Poor Costa. I know, bless him. I love him. He's so I, adorable. He seems really lovely, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just like such a sweetheart. Oh, I love him. And he's just there to get a statement from her as to who stabbed Jessica Jones. Uh, and... Uh, then she immediately leaves the hospital against her advice in her little wheelchair um, and heads home and Gillian lets her in. And in Jessica's absence, Gillian has installed new locks. And I was I drew a little heart because I love Gillian so much. I was going to ask you, I wasn't here last week. How do you feel about Gillian? I love her. <laughs> I do too. I love her as well. So, She's amazing. I love that she doesn't take love. crap. Yeah. 
She doesn't take crap. She's just... Oh, I love her. She's brilliant. And, like, even then, when Jessica's, like, you know... Um, Jessica's like, oh, look into Andrew Brandt for me. She's like, oh, no, I finished for the day. It's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know. She's the role model we all need. She Leave is. Leave on time. Don't work extra. Absolutely. Don't do any extra stuff. And then she sets the alarm for uh, Jessica and gives her her pills. And I love that Jessica is told to take her pills with water. So she gets the tiniest little <laughs> droplet of water and puts it in a glass of whiskey. Yeah. And then takes her pills with that. I thought that was great. And what do we think about Vido making Jessica a new spleen out of plasticine? Oh, <laughs> this, re- this reminded what me. What spleen looked like? I I don't even know what a spleen looks like. No, neither do I. This reminded me when I had issues. Yeah, exactly. I had issues with my kidney, and my colleagues at work made a little model of my kidney for me, oh. and then put it in a little heart-shaped box and gave it to me when I got back to work. So this kind of reminded me of that. It was quite, it was quite sweet. Okay. Uh, so if anybody listening doesn't have a spleen, uh, send us, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, send us some information about what it's like. And yeah, what does it actually know. do? Give us your story, <laughs> your spleen story, your spleenless story. <laughs> uh, and Jessica finds the burger of love, or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She just yeah. Ooh, I was I like, that. I have no problem with Ooh. that. No, I was like, you need to heat that up. Ooh. No, good, burgers good aren't burger. good. Reheat it. Yeah. It took me a minute to remember where that burger was from. Like, <laughs> what, is <this? laughs> what is it? I don't get it. <laughs> it just manifested in the fridge. It's a random burger. Like, why is she saving that burger and putting a note on it? <laughs> And what it's like did been uh, there for days, right? Yeah, at least yeah. at least over a day, I'm sure. But it must be an amazing burger because even though it's cold and it's been there for like oh, yeah. days, she's still like, "Wow, what a burger!" Yeah. Yeah. See, knows Burger Man knows his stuff. What do you think about Burger Man, by the way, Will and Rebecca? I don't know when she got. Well, he was in the apartment, but when she got stabbed, my first thought was that he had something to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. He's Patrick Bateman. He's he's creepy to me. I don't like him. (laughs) It's the way he talks. Yeah. Well, I I put a a post of um, a video of him uh, performing in American Psycho the Musical on Facebook. And he's really, he really does have that kind of Patrick Bateman thing going on. And even in this, I think when he's meant to be more kind of warm and relatable, I just find he is quite, I don't know, it's quite sharky and... I yeah. saw American Psycho, the musical. Did you see it with Matt Smith? I did see it with Matt Smith. I'm very jealous. I bet he was really good. He was really good. Um, <laughs> it was really like, it was very funny because I came down to New- from Newcastle for the day for it. Claire will know how crazy that is. That is crazy. Um, yeah, I just literally came down from matinee show of it. And like the first thing that happens, I don't know if anyone's seen any stills from the show at all, is like the first thing is he just kind of like turns up in Y-fronts. <laughs> I think the whole audience just gasped because like, Matt Smith had put on like so much muscle since we'd last sort of seen him in Doctor Who and that. And then I kind of noticed I was sitting in seat K9. Nice. Just like That's kind of perfect. So much for the, and I was like, why don't I? Why don't I always pick CK9? I yeah. don't understand. Like, why have I missed out on this joke my entire life? Uh, <laughs> no, it was really good. But um, to Mystery Man, Burger Man. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the series, I 
found him creepy and didn't like him very much and was very suspicious of who he was. Mm. We should say, whereabouts are you up to in the series and where is Josie up to? Uh, Rebecca, you can go first. Uh, I finished it. I didn't think I was going to because I'm really, really busy. But uh, we kept like going, oh, let's just watch another one. Oh, let's just watch another one. Uh, and not on that day, but it, we watched it over like two or three days. So it's, it's still one of the sort of slowest binge watches I've done mm-hmm. of the Marvel one. Um, but I had like theatre. So, um, yeah, and we just kept wanting to go back to it. And uh, yeah, so I've seen it all. I'm trying to be very good. Nice. And I'm, I'm up to episode four still. <laughs> I'm taking this one slow. It's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Josie, where are you up to? I'm still on episode three because I thought that if I watched ahead, I would probably spoil it. So then I stopped myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. That's that's yeah. actually why she wanted to be on, like, if she was going to podcast with us, she wanted to be on, like, sooner. Because now she can go ahead and just watch the rest of it. Nice. And not worry about spoiling. So Yeah, and send us yeah. your thoughts. I'm trying to watch what I say quite carefully. Yeah, I, I I will say I really like Bergman, <laughs> like from other episodes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I he he grows on you like a, a nice warm burger, Tammy. Oh, well, and Will. no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Um, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. I go, I, I like him, but I also am very wary of him. Yeah. I mean... Well, strange danger. Yeah. I like bad guys, you know? Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, uh, Jessica starts to research Bran, as does Trish, and then she takes her medical bracelet off and falls asleep and dreams of stabbings. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. you need better dreams, Jessica. And then Malcolm is at the door and he's like, hey, here's the knife that stabbed you. <laughs> By the way, there's no prints on the knife. Uh, yeah, and then he builds that front. It's a sl- slippery slope. Yeah. I left all your creep. blood on the knife. Here yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Malcolm, I don't like who you're becoming. Mm. It's kind of creepy. Did you like, however, that Jessica um, quoted the Avengers? Because that was yeah. the closest we're going to get Jessica to be in Avengers Endgame, was her saying, whatever it takes. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> it just made me wish even more that she turned up and like just punched Thanos at the end of Endgame. <laughs> it would have been great. Uh, so she examines Brant's apartment and goes through his trash and helps herself to some beer, which was great. Uh, and then does a very clever thing, which is she checked the printer and unblocked it, and that's how she finds his sales list. And I was like, that's really clever. Yeah. Like to check that. Um, and Trish is very impressed by this. Uh, Jessica refuses to admit that she is a victim. Even uh, of this, you know, this stabbing, um, Trish. Uh, she's, she she seems kind of convinced that Brant is the guy that set up this stabbing, um, but Trish says that may, maybe he's not the guy. So I don't know. Uh, and then Jessica starts calling up all the auction houses about Victor Cataldo's work, and this statue is called a curious man in winter, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was a really weird name for a statue. I just love that we get uh, fakey, fakey Jessica again, where she calls up places as somebody else. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing. And when she's calling um, as Hogarth's fake assistant, 
Uh, and she's cool, and she says her name's Mallory, and she's calling about the gallery. I, it just made me think of the Great Muppet Caper, because <laughs> yeah. that takes place in the Mallory Gallery. Yeah. <laughs> so that made me happy. <laughs> um, and uh, she's just trying to track where this illicit auction is. Uh, she gets a text from an unknown number, and it turns out to be Eric at the door. And uh, she lies and says that she tossed the burger so she doesn't have to pay him 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, cool. And then he leaves. Uh, then Jessica wakes up the next day because Gillian wakes her up and tells her that there is a client in the office and it is Hogarth. Uh, should we go into this scene now? Yeah, we can go into this scene now. Yeah. Because they kind of, she's trying to give Jessica a pep talk about all the meds she's on and mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. <laughs> like Hogarth giving anyone a pep talk. Um, and Jessica reveals that she's been researching ALS as well. And before before Hogarth's even left the building, she sent Jessica a list of, like, possible auctions going on. Yeah, I was like, that's what a true assistant is like. She didn't yeah. even, barely called her, and Jessica's already got what she needs, because yeah. Hogarth would only have an assistant that would be that fast. Exactly. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica heads out immediately to investigate, and is being really badly tailed by Trish. And she spots her straight away, and I love it. Yeah. We get that cute little bit with the little mustard um, uh, mustard napkin. Yeah. I just love Trisha's like, ooh, what is this? She's left me. Oh, I must read this note. And it's <laughs> it's just a thing of mustard. It's kind of great. Uh, <laughs> she's such an asshole. <laughs> she's such, Jessica's such an asshole and I love it. Jessica being Jessica. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then, but she totally like when Jessica fakes, to- Trish totally steals that little note, the list out of Jessica's pocket. I know. I my note was like, oh, Trish, great friend, stealing from your other friend who's passed out. He's passed out and has no spleen. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just want all our listeners who don't have spleens to know I would never steal from you. <laughs> I I really like to the way that they have um they film this whole thing of her passing out yeah it really looks dizzying like the spinning camera even when she's like not even when she's she's fainting like falling when she's in bed um and she's kind of in and out of consciousness the way they film it i thought yeah i thought it was really good yeah you kind of get that feeling of how when you're in and out of consciousness or you're in and out of sleep something like that um, when we next see Jessica, she's back in the bracelet, uh, uh, back in the bracelet, back in the hospital bed, and her bracelet is back on. And Doctor Spleen is back, yeah. making more Spleen jokes. <laughs> oh, he's the worst, but I love him. I wonder I how him. much fun they had, like brainstorming the Spleen jokes. <laughs> oh, I know. I would love it if, like, the actor was just really in it and into it, and yeah. he, like, and he was just like, "Leave it to me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I've I've got a list. And he just went home, and he was like, "Oh, it's my big break." Spleen jokes, yay! <laughs> oh, I hope he's back. It'll be great. <laughs> he just like pops in and is like, "I'm here to check on your dehydration." <laughs> spleen, spleen. <laughs> 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 so the next day, Jessica heads to the Casaro Gallery uh, and manages to jump onto the roof, but struggles doing it a bit. And she finds the statue uh, in a crate and then hears Trish being shown around, so uh, goes and hides. The man who's showing Trish around leaves to get some champagne and Trish searches on the computer for a contact list and then does a 
crazy somersault back onto the chair. That is great. <laughs> I was it like, I want to, I want to, every time I sit on a chair, I want to sit on it like that. Just somersault onto it. It'd be great. Um, Trish and Jessica argue uh, over who goes after him when they meet up in the alleyway afterwards. And we get confirmation that this series takes place a year after the first, uh, after the second season, which I was a lot longer than I thought. Yeah. I thought it would only be a few months. And Trish is basically like, oh, you, you're weak. You can't do anything. I can take, I can do it. I've got powers. And Jessica, like, bitch slaps her across the whole of New York, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I was like, yeah, I don't condone, like, like you hitting Trish, but, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. There's a lot of untapped anger still, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sean needs to take it out on someone. And... Uh, she manages to get Brant's address by phoning him, pretending to be Lucia. So I thought Tammy would like that, because you like uh, Jessica pretending to be other people. And then she sits there while Brant wakes up, and I think she's... Is she throwing peanuts at him? I don't know what she's throwing at him. Some kind of food, for sure. Yeah, like peanuts Almost like she's trying to make it into his mouth while he's throwing That would be amazing if it just took ages and his mouth's just overflowing with peanuts. <laughs> Where does it have a peanut allergy? Oh no, she accidentally kills him. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> She's like, oops. Um, and he wakes up, she pins him against the wall with a car, which was awesome, loved it. And he denies sending the goon after her. Um, and so obviously she knows it wasn't him, so she calls up Jessica. Gives Trish, uh, calls up uh, Trish, sorry, gives Trish Brant's address and then basically says he's all yours. And we see him hogtied in the background, which is pretty great. Uh, when she gets home, Costa is waiting outside her office and he asks her about Brant's and this mysterious other masked hero. And then he tells her to take care and there is strength in numbers. And he's glad that she's got someone else with her. And I was like, oh, Costa, I love you. You're, you're just the best. I do feel like that news traveled really fast because Acosta was at her place by the time she got back to her place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. She was already there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever oh, happened God. to Acosta's partner, Dewey? She was killed, wasn't she? Okay. The the female partner, yeah. cause she yeah. she was killed by Alyssa, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we got spoilers last week. Um, uh, will that we will meet uh, Costa's husband in this season? So Rebecca will know this uh, or not, but um, yeah, apparently we meet him in this season very briefly, so that's gonna be cool. Uh, and uh, then Jessica calls Eric and invites him over for lots of booze. And when then she confesses to him about the burger and she owes him 50 bucks. And then she remembers, it gets this flashback of the guy who stabbed her, and she remembers his eyes and him running, and then once uh, once Eric comes inside, she pins him against the wall by the throat and asks why someone wants to kill him. I do not get how she got from this flashback to thinking the person was after Eric. I don't know if you guys can help with this, because I did not get it. I only, the only thing I could think of was like that she noticed the guy's eyes they weren't really focused on her. They were looking past her to Eric oh. in the background. But how she would know that Eric, like, 
again, we're supposed to be seeing this from Jessica's point of view, so she's not going to see where Eric was standing. As far as she knew, he could have been in the kitchen still. Like, So it still doesn't really make sense, but that was mm. as close as I could get. It's like, maybe that's why, because she noticed the guy was watching him and really running away from him, not her so much. Because they seem to focus on the eyes and also on the hand, on like the yeah. guy's hand on the doorframe, and then she looked at Eric's hand. I and oh, I don't know how she put this together. I don't know. <laughs> but but what? But the, the the stabber was wearing gloves, so that's why I was like, she can't recognize the hands because he like I don't know. Rebecca, you seen the whole thing? Does this well, make sense at I all? Th- I don't think they really go back to that. I think that's to do with her like PI instinct, and I think that what Tammy says is right. It's either to do with where he's focused. Mm. Or it's to do with the fact that, you know, she's spoken to Brant by now. She she knows that it's probably not after him. Mm. I mean, it's probably not him going for her. And she's just putting two to get, like, who else could it have been? I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, I just, I didn't really think about it. I was just like, okay, it's a Jessica thing. Okay, cool. She's, uh, yeah, a, I was... she's allowed to <laughs> hand wave that kind of. But... I've, I've been very confused by the season so far. I will restate if you guys haven't heard. I did not realise that Malcolm was flirting with his own girlfriend in the last episode. <laughs> so yeah, I, I found the first few, I found it took me a while to get into the season in terms of like how I felt about people, mm-hmm. where everyone was placed, what they were doing. I, I think these are kind of it's interesting because it has kind of that interesting start of you have episode one and then episode two going back on some of the stuff you already knew about episode one but showing it from Trish. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there is a kind of you're not quite settled by this point in the series. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I can agree with that. See, episode one and two, I feel like we could have done as a two-parter, but we always cover the first episode on its own because it covered yeah. a lot of the same stuff. So yeah, um, I felt like this was almost like the second episode, like the third episode yeah, was, yeah, and we just exactly. got an extra long first episode. Um. So let's talk about uh, Hogarth a bit. Um, Well, and Malcolm, really, because we have to talk about Hogarth's sexy times. Uh, Hogarth and Malcolm have a bit of a chat, and she reveals that she clearly knows that Malcolm and Zaya are dating. She doesn't really care. And she asks him to look into Peter, which is Kit's husband, because we know, obviously, she's after Kit. Oh, actually, we need to go back before that. Sorry, I'm going way ahead. Sorry, let me rewind. So we know that Malcolm was dating um, a coworker. For well, <laughs> if it, yeah, unless you're like me and just didn't realise. And I, I honestly, I knew he had a girlfriend in it, and then I thought he was flirting with someone completely different at <laughs> uh, at Hogarth's at work. And then these guys were like, "No, that was his girlfriend." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't pick up on. Me neither. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was clearly fast yeah, asleep last week. Have, the cookies have landed, girl, that he was at his house, <laughs> at his apartment. That yes. is the co-worker he was flirting with. At Yeah, so it was all, it's all the same person. Yes. Who, who is, we saw a lot more of her. A lot, lot more of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more. Uh, so actually, the first time we see Malcolm in this episode is when he is pissing blood into the toilet. Oh. And I was like... Oh, Malcolm! No, no, and Zai is completely forget, shocked though, as well. I was like, why would he be peeing blood? And I was like, oh yeah, he was in that car accident. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. But God, this like no, Mal. Like I, 
I just want to shake Malcolm and be like, Malcolm, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you you changed your life. You were in a bad place, but like, I don't feel like this is any better. You know? Yeah. Like, just no bad, bad, bad things. Um, and Zaya blows off work for some Malcolm love, and it's pretty hot. <laughs> But then we get to Hogarth and Kiff, and it's even hotter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know, comparatively not as much. Yeah. Um, they're having dinner. We get a little bit about Wendy, which is cool. Um, going back to Wendy, because we, I don't think we got a mention of her in season two. Um, Hogarth admits that she cheated on uh, Wendy and Kiff. Um, and then she says about Wendy's death. And then Kith is very suspicious of Hogarth's motivations to see her now. Um, rightly so, I think. And they reminisce about when Kith composed a musical piece for Hogarth uh, and Kith gets uncomfortable and leaves. Uh, and then we... I think we next see it when she turns... Uh, turns up... Well, we'll go to Malcolm as well. Malcolm goes to the college to investigate Peter and spies on him and installs a secret camera on his laptop. I was like, Malcolm, no. So dodgy. Naughty Malcolm. Naughty Q-tip. And then gets called into the office to talk to Peter about maybe <laughs> applying for his, like, ethics course or something. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, in but morality studies. Seriously, you need to get on that morality studies course, Malcolm. Yeah. But that's... But, you know, he's asking him a question he, he is uncertain about. Like, that's kind of where Malcolm's head is at right now. Yeah. Is this whole idea is, okay, well, he he knows he's doing things that aren't necessarily ethical, but he's doing them for his long-term benefit. So where is the pay? Like, is yeah. that the payoff? Is that okay? Because he's feeling really shitty about it, but he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. So... I, I like that that's how they kind of allowed that character to talk is through the, this, like... Well, he got caught in the office, and so now he has to say something. Yeah. And they use it as a way for that character to actually talk about what he's feeling. So, I would love so. it if he starts going on his course, and it's yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, we do have an opening. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. His turn out. It'll be great. It'll be really great while he's secretly spying on him. It'll be awesome. Uh, so then uh, we see Kith arriving at Hogarth's. Because Hogarth has sent her a picture of this tape that she's saved since college, well, since they were 21 at least. And they reminisce about the relationship. They're going to play the tape, but it catches and unspools, so Kith plays the piece live instead. And when Hogarth was like, oh, I remember when you put that cello between your thighs, I was like, yeah, that is kind of hot. Like, (laughs) when she's sitting there with the cello between her thighs, I was like, yeah. Did you see that, like, the uh, continuity error there? It's no... Like, uh, Kith, like, hitches up her skirt, mm-hmm. and then the very next shot, it's back down again. Is it? Oh, no, I yeah. didn't notice. Somebody <laughs> mentioned it to me, and I rewatched it today, because I thought I should watch these episodes again before I talk about them, like, so I know exactly what I shouldn't spoil. And uh, and I was like, I totally didn't notice it the first time I watched it, and it, it's really funny. Really? It's like, yeah, like, the skirt's, like, above, she pulls it up, like, above her knees. Yeah, like yeah. She, yeah, and then the next, it's back down again by her ankles. But nice. the cello's still in place, it's great. Oh, I'm going to have to watch. I did not notice. I was just, I think I was just like, uh, oh, this I, scene's really sexy. We, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think that's what my focus was. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I needed to have it pointed out to me. There's no... I spotted this. I did oh, not. Like, this... Like, I was literally just like... <laughs> oh, damn, Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss. Oh. I yeah. love her. <laughs> I love her so as well. Much. Oh, my word. And, yeah. I, and I love that Kith had remembered the piece she made for Jerry. Yeah, like, I that's was like, telling. Oh, I just love it so much. Yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful piece. It was like... The music was, was really lovely that she played. And they start kissing, and then Kith stops her and goes and puts the cello aside. And I, I fell for it. I really thought that she was going to be like, no, we can't do this. But then instead, she just like jumps on top of her and is like, mur, 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 mur. it's great. <laughs> um, she just had to go put her um, instrument down so it wouldn't get damaged. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in other sexy times, Malcolm is watching camera footage from the laptop of Peter having sex with uh, a student, a woman, I don't know, <laughs> and Zaya pulls the headphones out and thinks he's watching porn, and it turns around. <laughs> and they start making out as well. Uh, so, all the sexy times. Uh, Kith and Hogarth lay in bed, and Kith admires Hogarth's life and says she's got everything she wants, but Hogarth says she has regrets. And then... Um, Kith says that she will tell Peter the truth um, because they have an open marriage since Zoe's death. They will never leave each other, but they have a complete open marriage. And then she kisses her and says, talk soon, and then leaves. And Hogarth is sad. Yeah. Yeah. So she now is, like, looking for more dirt on Peter because Malcolm tells her about, oh, he's sleeping with this student or whatever. But obviously it doesn't matter because she's not going to care. So she tells him to dig deeper, and it's it makes me think like, oh god, like this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well, like, no, it's like Jerry. Jerry. Just take a break. Like you got kind of what you want. You don't have yeah. to just, you know, like just chill. Yeah, just enjoy it. But she doesn't. She doesn't just want the occasional sex with Kip. She wants. Yeah, no. She wants she someone wants who's going to be there with her. You know, but she can't because she's destroyed every relationship. You know. It's a lot of characters who are very lonely in this season. Uh, yeah, and this is one of those those things, too. It's like, okay, so you're going to find all this whatever dirt you think you're going to find. I don't know, Peter killed somebody. You're going to find that out. And then, like, Kith is not going to be happy because you found that out. No. She's not going to go running to you. Like, that's, that's not going to be a connection. If anything, that's going to be something else that you're now connected to Peter, mm-hmm. like, in a very negative way. So she's just like, Jerry, please don't do this. Yeah. It's like watching Jerry self-destruct even more. You know, like, yeah. I, I want, like, Jerry's Jerry's done some horrible stuff. Like, Jerry, you know, Jerry's a, a stone-cold bitch as well. But I, I, I always want Jerry to be happy, to get some kind of happiness and peace, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh, no, what are you doing? Um, that's basically the end of those episodes, guys. Yeah. So, are you guys ready for some yummy, yummy Easter eggs? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, I will find you some Easter eggs. So, with episode number two, one of the things I noticed as well, and I don't know if it's an Easter egg, but I thought it was cool, was when Jess is in the hospital. I like that her hospital gown is purple. Yeah. I just like the, the little uses of purple in the show still. It seemed cool. like she was almost like bathed in purple because yeah. like I thought the way that they made her look in the hospital, she almost looked 
like she had a purple tint. Well, and she's so pale, like Kristen Ritter. Yeah. That, like, yeah, she looked, yeah, she looked kind of had like a, you could see like the lilac almost in her skin, like under the skin, like mm-hmm. the blood under her skin. That's very cool. Um, this is the first and only episode to be narrated by anyone other than Jessica. So this is not going to happen again. Um, Yay. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, uh, they talk about Trish's uh, picking a costume montage and they obviously say about it's the, um, uh, the purple eye mask is reminiscent of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and um, the red gold leather look that she passes over looks very Captain Marvel um, and it also you have the one that's um, uh, the one that she actually goes with in the end like the scarf and the um, sort of hat is very reminiscent of what uh, Danny wore as as his crime fighting gear on Iron Fist so yeah Um, there doesn't need to be seem to be any significance to either Andrew Brandt or his sister Madeline if they went as Ellen Brandt as the sister's name that would have a man thing connection because Ellen Brandt is from man thing and uh, they say man thing isn't just a funny name it would actually be an important connection to make based on something else they'll get to soon enough mm-hmm. so mm, uh, I'm saying nothing on <laughs> man things coming into it Ha-ha. can you imagine <laughs> that'd be awesome uh, so Jessica uttering the words whatever it takes is almost certainly an in- unintentional echo of the team's rallying cry in Avengers Endgame um, and it might be a coincidence, but when we visit the Casaro Gallery, uh, Dan, we visit the Casaro Gallery. Dan Casaro designed the jacket and logo for Sean Howe's Marvel Comics: The Untold Story, which is probably the single most essential piece of reading about the history of the comic book industry published in the last decade or so. So that's Marvel Comics: The Untold Story by Dan Casaro, and that is your Easter eggs, guys. Enjoy them. Eat them. Yeah. Rub them all over your face. Yum, 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 oh yum. <laughs> uh, now it's time for some quotes. Uh, Josie, do you have any quotes? Ooh, spicy. Okay. <laughs> so I have from Jessica, strength is a part of me and no one is going to take it away. And I just thought that that was very extra of her to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was very extra. I've heard to say. That's awesome. Uh, Rebecca? Uh, lose an organ, gain a case. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we haven't had any Dr. Spleen quotes yet. Tammy, are you going to change that? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I won't. I'm holding back. Um, when she says that home care is need, or the doctor says home care is needed, she says, I have nobody at home who cares, so I'll handle my own needs. Oh, <laughs> Will, William? Um, see... Uh, Maria West's guy says that's why I bought so I can mollywop assholes like you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard mollywop before. I wrote that down as well. I was like, what is that? <laughs> mollywop is great. I have one from Dorothy, which is, I swear we spent more time together when you were in a coma. Yeah, I, I have uh, Dorothy as well. These stools aren't built for adult butts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have one as well from a later scene with Dorothy, which is cinder blocks. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh. Josie, do you have any more quotes? Uh, well, all of my other ones are just from Dr. Spleen. <laughs> you can go for one uh, of those. Well, my favorite one is 
your body has spleen better days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I love that he manages in every conversation to get a little spleen pun in there. Uh, Rebecca, any other quotes? Mine were all like to do with the, the spleen. No, actually, I like Dorothy <laughs> saying pot kettle black baby girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was I, cool. Well, I also like when she oh, says there's a difference. There's a difference between simple and bleak. <laughs> yeah. Have, she just has some great lines. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, the writing was like on point in this episode, I think. It was really good. I like when Jessica tells Gillian, enjoy your microgreens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like when Jessica tells Hogarth, sorry, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this little exchange between uh, Jessica and Eric. Which is Jessica says, I have no spleen. And Eric says, drag. What does a spleen even do? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the first moment I slightly warmed to him. Yeah. He's just like, drag. But, like, it's so hard in these shows because, like, in the first few episodes, you're just suspicious of everyone who yeah. is the cast you know. So, like, who is that? What are they going to do? How are they going to turn out to have a twist? And, like, it's, like, it's very hard to tell. I mean, like, you know, we've, we've had some real classic turns on how we felt about characters in these Marvel shows. Oh, so. Like Ward. <laughs> like Ward. <laughs> Karen. He is he's still the uh, you know, the, the top of that part. Yeah. People I despised who I ended up loving. Up. Like the one of um, the top characters yeah. in all of the shows. Yeah. Oh Ward. Uh, I, I thought Tammy you, you would probably like the quote where um Oscar agrees that magicians are awful. <laughs> oh yeah, I have uh that's why I hate magicians. I always figured out the trick. Plus, magicians. <laughs> that was just, yeah, Jessica's quote. I know how you feel about magicians, Tammy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got, I think I've got one more. Does anyone else have any more? I think Josie should end quotes with the last Dr. Spleen quote. Do you have the other one? Oh, yes. That's, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. <laughs> <laughs> So I love it so I good. Love it so I love much. it. <laughs> <laughs> I really want him to be in every episode, just bringing Jessica <laughs> for spleen advice. <laughs> um, I have a quote as well, but it's more of an Easter egg. So uh, one, it's it's uh, Trish's colleague who says someone ought to call that superhero woman Jennifer something because mm. that just made me think of Jennifer Waters, aka She-Hulk, and I just wanted She-Hulk to be in the show. I'm oh, absolutely certain that's why the name was... Oh, I love She-Hulk. That's the reason they did the Captain Marvel costume, isn't it? Because like in the comics, yeah. it's Captain Marvel, not Hellcat. Yeah. And um, in the comics, uh, She-Hulk is one of Trisha's best friends. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd love it. Love it if She Hulk was in it. I don't. I just, just she just should have appeared in Daredevil, just as, just as Jennifer Walters. I would have been happy. Should have. She should have. Like it's, oh, it's a crime. Anyway, now it's time to rate this episode, guys. So we rate them individually. Uh, Josie, do you want to go first? Okay. So episode two was six out of ten because too much trash. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, she was annoying. And then episode three was ten out of ten because all the spleen jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Rebecca. Uh, I would say seven for two. Cause I like Trish and the costume. It's always going to be a win for what me. What would you rate it 
using? What would I rate it? Not spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Missing spleens. Seven not spleen. <laughs> Seven replacement spleens, maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, seven Hellcat outfits, probably. Seven, nice. No, seven gross masks. <laughs> which we must have gone through. Uh, especially that baby one. No, that was horrible. Um, Yes. And the second one, I don't know, it's kind of like seven and a half. Okay. I kind of, I liked it more, but not significantly more. And that would have to be replacement. That would have to be seven and a half spleen puns. (laughs) Uh, Tammy Tams. Sure. Uh, Yeah, the Trish episode definitely was lower for me. So I gave that... Seven out of ten parkour patsies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would love for that to be a show, by the way. Parkour <laughs> uh, And I don't know. I really liked the other episode. Maybe it was all the cherry and kids. <laughs> um, but I gave it eight and a half out of ten hot cellos. Nice. Uh, Will. Uh, yeah, it's like I was saying earlier when I realized it was a um, Trish episode. I was like, "Oh my god!" But I ended up liking it more more than I thought I was going to. And so I gave it seven and a half out of ten. Prada wearing pythons. Oh, nice! Nice. And that was great. Yeah. The second one, yeah, I really liked all the um, cherry uh, stuff. Um, I gave it eight and a half out of ten. I wrote Curious Men in Winter, even though I don't remember what that means. <laughs> well, that's the uh, statue. Okay. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that eight out of ten, Will? Eight and a half. Eight and a half, okay. Yeah, I liked it more than the first one. Nice. Uh, cool. Um, I am going to give episode two, I think, a seven out of ten. Um, because I didn't, yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as the second one. I liked seeing all the Trish stuff, but I did miss uh, Jessica being in the episode more because the show is about her and I want to see Jessica. Um, so I like that um, the little bits of Jessica we got in it and I like the stuff we found out about Trish. Um, but yeah, more Jessica, please. Um, so I'm going to give that seven out of ten Trish flips. And I really liked the second episode, uh, the third episode, sorry. Um, I loved all the spleen stuff. It was amazing. I love it. I'm going to laugh whenever I hear the word spleen now in the future. Um, and I liked the little bit with Eric and I loved the stuff with uh, with Kith and Hogarth because it was so hot. So I'm going to give that 8.5 out of 10 cold showers, which is what I needed after watching that scene because, <laughs> oh my... Um, and so that gives episode two an average of 6.9 out of 10, and episode three an average of 8.6 out of 10. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, this is when we would go to our feedback, but we don't have any feedback, guys. Mm. Oh, no. No one loves no us. Feedback, mm. Mm. It's very sad. Yeah, so no feedback to read, unfortunately. So I'm going to go straight to uh, what we're covering next week which is episode four, which is called AKA Customer Service is Standing By. And the description for that one is, Jessica learns there's more to Eric than meets the eye as they track down three potential attackers. Malcolm digs up dirt on Kit's husband. 
Oh. And I know, don't, don't know. And episode five is called AKA I Wish. And the description is Teaming up with Trish to stake out Salinger, Jessica makes a startling discovery. Jeff's plot to expose Peter yields unexpected consequences. So Claire, got s- force me to send feedback in. I will. I'll come and hunt, I'll come and hunt you down. No, do, because I, I know something <coughs> to say about those episodes. Okay, cool. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, so that is next week. Any predictions, guys, as to where this season is going, or the next two episodes? I mean, I, I would think that at some point Jessica and Trish will really actually be friends again. See, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're going they're going to go head to head. Like really I mean, like big head to head. I feel like it's been coming for like 3 seasons. But I would maybe. like for them to be friends again. I would I would not like it to end with them as enemies seeing as it's the last season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it, it's going to be a different kind of friendship. I mean, I don't I I I do agree to some degree that like Trish was the moral compass and Jessica was the brawn, you know, mm. and I don't think that that is going to be their friendship. So that's going to be hard for them to figure out what their friendship looks like going forward. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Cause I was like you, I, I thought it was going to be the two of them this season going against each other, but I don't know if I feel like that, at least for these first three episodes. It's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any predictions? And I guess Kith has to find out about the ALS at some point. Maybe she'll be the one who poisons Jerry. Ooh. Crackpot prediction. <laughs> <coughs> I didn't even think of that. Or she dies <laughs> just because she's involved with Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want Kith to die. She's too hot. <laughs> okay, cool. Josie, any predictions? Um, Jessica and her hamburger boyfriend probably going to go on some <laughs> wacky adventures, you know? And then probably, like, make out or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. He's the hamburger. I, I think that's how they are. Yeah. Yeah, those things are going to happen, I'm sure, too. Yeah. 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 And you will, you will not be pleased if there's lots of kissing and stuff. That's going to make me very uncomfortable. Hamburger boyfriend, he's a little weird. Don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're on the podcast, um, jo- uh, Josie, do you have any final thoughts on Punisher? Because we did, we did read all your notes and we did discuss them, but now you're here in person. Oh, it was real spicy. There was <laughs> not as much making out as I thought there was going to be, so that's good. Only towards the beginning, so that yeah. was good. Yeah, it didn't last long, as his girlfriend didn't no. either. Yeah. <laughs> Although she lived, didn't she? She didn't die. I can't remember. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, where can uh, people hear you on the internet? Thank you for being our guest as well. Um, as always. Not too many places anymore. Um, I sometimes pop up in uh, the Immortal Lion Fist Sons of Dragon podcast. Uh, I think my, the recent episode is me doing it solo, which is pretty bad, so don't listen. And um, <laughs> But I just recorded a very fun Moon Knight podcast for Into the Night. Nice. Uh, so, but you know, they're, they're very sort of niche things. Uh, I generally don't podcast much. You say they're very niche. Tammy and I do a, a fashion podcast on a TV series from the 1960s. Yeah, but you know, that's not, you know, that seems to be, you know, look, we're niche people. What can I say? <laughs> we're niche nerds. We like what we like. I mean, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, Josie, have you got anything you want to promote? 
Uh, no, I'm just here on this podcast, you know, listen. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Cool. And Will and Tammy, have you got anything to promote this week that you've been up to? Well, no, just riding on a boat. <laughs> That's all. <I'm> <laughs> You're like the Lonely Island song. I'm on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, uh, except I didn't meet a mermaid. Oh. I well, you can hear Claire and myself on um, Village Fashion Center, which is the podcast you just referenced, which is talking about um, the prisoner and specifically the fashions. On the show, The Prisoner, just want to make that clear. It's a fashion podcast. Yep. So very respectful. We try, <laughs> We're very respectful. It's possible about the show, <laughs> but it is a fashion podcast first. Um, and, yeah, we'll have, we have one episode of The Prisoner left before we jump to the, God, I think it's 2006 remake or yeah, 2009. Something like one that, One of yeah. those years uh, where remake. we're going to actually cover the remake of that as well and then the other podcast we have is absolutely true true crime a deadly serious podcast where we talk about true true crime not just this true stuff but true true crime it's true true and <laughs> and we are deadly serious about it so check that yeah. out <laughs> and we just discussed the case of oh what was her name uh phyllis uh, Phil, uh phyllis dietrichson phyllis dietrichson yeah which was very cool yeah uh, insurance fraud Insurance so, fraud, yeah. yeah it was we great. cover all kinds of crimes, not just murder. And uh, we might, after um, Village Fashion Centre, have another podcast coming up, which we have discussed preliminary oh, ideas, and I'm very excited. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so watch this space. Uh, awesome. Okay, so uh, Josie and Rebecca, one of you can take us out with an Excelsior. I will let you fight it out. Uh, I'm looking at Josie's face. I think Rebecca should go. <laughs> 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 okay. Excelsior! Hooray! That's, that's what you get out of me at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, Josie can take us out with a yeet if you want. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenders podcast or on twitter at defenders pod defenders podcast is created under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported international license that means you can share it you can send it to your friends you just can't make any money off of it you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site excelsior